You are listening to Standing Firm, a call in an age of decay, deconstruction, and desolation to be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Welcome back to another episode of Standing Firm, a podcast of Holy Trinity Reformed Church. I'm your host, Pastor James Brown, Jr. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get this podcast recorded or not this week. We had every intention to do so, but have ran into some obstacles. And what we have found out is that our equipment is getting old and becoming incompatible, much like myself. Uh, But we were able to find a way around some of our obstacles, and so we hope that we can get a reasonable uh, quality uh, podcast recorded. But we do appreciate you listening to Standing Firm, and this episode is the beginning of a series of podcasts to define the identity, mission, and vision of our church, Holy Trinity Reformed Church. Now, our identity, mission, and vision are going to be sprinkled throughout this series. So, in some podcasts, there will be greater and lesser degrees of an emphasis upon one of those or another. But we will be focused on topics, and within those topics, you will find the building blocks that define who we are and what we are attempting to do and what we believe our mission is. And so sometimes we may focus more intently on one thing or the other. So this series is designed to be listened to in its entirety. Still yet, each episode will basically stand alone. And then, of course, throughout the process of time, we will be taking breaks to discuss other things. For example, October is the anniversary month for our church. We were constituted on October 6, 2013. And then, a few years later, we were received into Evangel Presbytery on October the 3rd, 2019. So October is always a busy month for us. And Lord willing, we will be having a special podcast coming in October to celebrate our anniversary, and then, of course, once we're in October, we'll have to spend a little bit of time talking about the Reformation. And so there will always be issues that pop up that we would like to address from time to time. But we want to make our way through this series of discussions because we believe it will be helpful to our congregation. If you listen to our previous podcast, you will remember that providing additional content for the edification and instruction of our congregants is really our purpose, is what we are focused upon here in this podcast. So that is what is driving the content, but we do hope it will be helpful to others outside of our assembly. We do have you in mind. Those who are outside of our community, we have you in mind as we speak about these things. We do want to reach out. We want to be evangelistic. We are not hyper-Calvinists, and we do not want uh, to hide our light under a bushel. 
we do want to evangelize as we have been commanded. But at the same time, we also understand that there's just so much content on the internet and much, so much of it is unhelpful in the work of the local church. And so we want to provide content that will be helpful to our members in order to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of man in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. There are several reasons why we want to define our distinctives. And then try to define our identity, mission, and vision in the process. Now, first of all, to do so is to actually proclaim the gospel and to instruct on in how we should live and walk by faith in the faith of Jesus Christ, both to our congregation and the world. So on one hand, we want to instruct our members and at the same time be a testimony as to as many outside of our community who may listen. Second, we want to set the record straight as Paul wrote in Titus chapter 1 that pastors should hold fast the faithful word as they have been taught that they may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convince those who contradict for there are many insubordinate both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. And then Paul goes on to tell Timothy to, or excuse me, Titus, to rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men which turn from the truth. So we want to be identified And we want to be uh, defined um, not by those who slander us, but we want to define ourselves and not be characterized by those who are plotting and scheming in which uh, to uh, oppose the work of the ministry here. So whether they are slandering us directly or indirectly, and whether it is our enemies or our friends, we don't want to be defined by them. Regardless of whether it is malicious or resulting from misconceptions, we all know that the results are the same. And so we, in either case, do not want to be identified by those who are just misinformed one way or another. And of course, there's just a lot of tail-bearing, busy and gossiping that's just par for the course today and 
no one thinks anything about it while they are bringing all kinds of harm to the body of Christ. You know, it's one thing when it comes from your enemies, as David wrote in Psalm chapter 55, For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from it. But it was you, my peer, my guide, and my acquaintance. We took counsel together and walked to the house of God in company. And that is what is most discouraging in our day, is that most of our issues are not external. When you speak of it in relation to Christianity, it's not external, but internal. And it's just a day of chaos. And so if it was our enemies, that's what we would expect. We would expect that kind of conduct from our enemies, and we would expect to be engaged in that kind of warfare with them. But today, Christians have forgotten the most basic instruction about peace and unity in the church, and we have become descriptive of what Paul warned the Galatians about. After he instructed them to serve one another by love, he said, If you bite and devour one another, take heed that you are not consumed by one another. And so today we live in this time period when we consume one another. We're our own worst enemies. But in this introduction and throughout this series, we want to define ourselves who is holy trinity reformed church and we also want to instruct our members so that we might be better equipped to go out into this world uh, with the gospel of jesus christ so in this introduction i'm basically wanting to summarize our identity mission and vision and also outline the topics in our series by giving some background information Holy Trinity Reformed Church was founded as Reformed Church of the Holy Trinity in 2013. And then in 2021, we changed our name to Holy Trinity Reformed Church. We are located presently in Morgan County, Indiana, about four miles east of Mooresville and about three miles south of Canby on East Landersdale Road. We began in 2013 in uh, our home, and then we moved to a old, a little old Methodist church building that was built in the nineteen, actually in 1900, out in the middle of nowhere, south uh, east of Waverly, basically on the other side of. 37, which is now becoming I-69. So we're located presently just east of Mooresville, south of Canby, here on Landersdale Road, and we believe that God led us to this area to plant this church back in 2013, and although we are only nine years old, we are not a modern church, but a renewal of uh, traditional Protestantism. Now, that needs a little bit of explaining. We are not seeking to continue in the various movements of the late 1800s. And so by that statement, what we're doing is trying to distinguish ourselves from some of the 
modern movements. And so we don't want to continue in the various movements of the late 1800s and especially those of the 1900s. So that means that we're a little bit different even in our understanding of conservatism. We are not conservatives in the sense of conserving the status quo. We're not trying to conserve modern American Christianity. But our conservatism is in the renewing of historical Christianity. And then the conserving and advancing of biblical Christianity as it was ordained by Christ's apostles and faithfully represented in the early church then moving through the medieval church until finally became so corrupted to the point of apostasy that it was, that being biblical Christianity, was revived in the Protestant Reformation. As the Westminster Confession of Faith states, the visible church, which is also Catholic or universal under the gospel, not confined to one nation as before under the law, consists of all those throughout the world that profess the true religion and of their children, and is the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the house and family of God, out of which there is no ordinary possibility of salvation. This Catholic Church hath been sometimes more, sometimes less visible, and particular churches which are members thereof are more or less pure according as the doctrine of the gospel is taught and embraced, ordinances administered, and public worship performed more or less purely in them. The purest churches under heaven are subject both to mixture and error, and some have so degenerated as to become no churches of Christ, but synagogues of Satan. Nevertheless, there shall always be a church on earth to worship God according to his will. End of quote. And there is a very similar representation in the 1689 Second London Baptist Confession of Faith as well that also uses the very same terms, visible church, Catholic, and universal uh, church in its confession of faith as well. And so we will be talking about those things. And so it is in this universal and visible church of the Lord Jesus Christ to which we belong. That's what we want to be identified with. We are not a new movement and do not desire to belong to any of the long list of heretical movements of the modern era. And this includes some or many or most of the modern movements that seek to combine elements of historical Christianity with the modern movements. And so that is what even separates us from the neo-Calvinists and the neo-reformed movements of our day as well. Our vision is to establish and advance a faithful communion of saints set apart and equipped to boldly take the gospel into south-central Indiana. This mission demands sacrifice, patience, and determination if we are going to renew the faith once delivered to the saints and rebuild out of the ashes of fundamentalism and evangelicalism. We are determined because we actually believe in this mission. American 
and Western civilization is in a freefall apostasy. And the foundations have been destroyed, which were once recovered in the Great Reformation. But now we find ourselves in a time in which they have been destroyed once again. So the time has come for a new reformation, a renewed reformation, a renewal of the faith based upon the same eternal truths that turned the world upside down in the 1st and 16th centuries. It is time to return to the God of the Bible. It is time to return to the old paths and walk therein. And we cannot afford to continue in the failed experiments of evangelicalism, fundamentalism, or any of the other modern isms. You could say that the future of Christendom is at stake. You could say that the future of Western civilization is at stake. By which we do not mean that there is a possibility that the devil might win. We believe that Jesus Christ will be victorious. But that has been true for the church throughout all ages. However, the consequences of our sin and our unfaithfulness will be devastating to us and our children and our grandchildren if we do not return now to the Lord our God. Now is the time to return. And so, that is the work that is before us. By saying that the future of Christendom is at stake, we're not implying that we have the power and or ability to change the present course of history. Heaven help us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. For even if we are faithful to plant and to water, it has always been and always will be that God is the one who gives the increase in his time and according to his pleasure. But what we can control is whether or not we will be faithful, whether or not we will be salt and light here in South Central Indiana, whether or not we will be faithful, even if it is a faithful few. So we continually remind ourselves As Joab reminded the children of Israel before they were getting ready to go into battle against the Assyrians in 1 Chronicles chapter 19 and verse 13, his rallying cry was, Be of good courage and let us be strong for the people, for our people and for the cities of our God, and may the Lord do what is right in his sight. Or Paul, in his admonition to the Corinthian church, in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, watch or be on the alert. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Our objective is to be faithful and do these things. And so in that, we will be addressing the following and many other topics in the podcast to come. Although we are attempting to make these discussions flow from one to the next, there actually isn't any specific order. 
these top these divisions of topics are topical divisions they're not systematic but we will be talking about the true church who is the true church we will be identifying the true church because you must belong to the true church so we'll be talking about historical continuity and doctrinal continuity and apostolic continuity apostolic authority and order and ministerial uh, succession we'll be talking about the marks of a true church and the means of grace and then we will be able to identify what our essential devotions are what is it that we are primarily to be focused upon doing so many people are just so chaotic and they're just being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and every little trend and fad that comes along but what are the means that god uses to save sinners what are the marks of a true church and then there you will find what our essential devotions are. It's not playing kickball on Friday night, and that's all well and good. But kickball is not one of the sacraments of the church. It's not one of the elements of worship. It's not one of the means of grace. So what are we primarily to be doing? And that means these are the first things that we must restore. Yeah, one of these days, maybe we can restore, you know, Friday night sing-alongs. And churches that have been able to do that, that's all well and good. But we now have to understand what the foundations of our faith and practice are. And those are the things that must be rebuilt into our society. This is one of the things that can can really drive you bonkers you know we hear all kinds of talk about christian nationalism and and about saving america and uh you know revival and things of that nature and making america great again or even making america christian again but there's still one little problem Our first objective and our first order is to make the church Christian again and to make Christians Christian again. And that's why this topic of the true church is so important. So we'll be talking about why we are a Christian church and what does it mean to be a Christian church And how this plays out in the universal visible church and the local visible church. We'll be talking about our particularity as Holy Trinity Reformed Church. But we'll be talking about how we are a particular church of Evangel Presbytery. And in this particular church, we are a community of sinners and a community of saints.
then we will discuss what it means to be reformed. And there will be some hot-button topics that we will discuss under that section. And then we'll be talking about what it means to be a confessional church. So we'll be talking about sola scriptura and tradition. And the reformed view of tradition. But yet, within that discussion, we'll be talking about how we are traditionalists. And that we are traditionalist Protestants. And so we'll be talking about some of the specifics within Evangel Presbyterian, within Holy Trinity Reformed Church. And then we'll talk about the characteristics of Holy Trinity Reformed Church. Our word-centered worship. A word-based liturgy. And some of the things that are just kind of hard for modern evangelicals and fundamentalists to wrap their minds around. And so we'll be explaining some of these things in our worship and in our membership, fellowship, and pastoral care, and Presbyterian government, and freedom on baptism, and contemporary confessionalism, uh, confessionalism because we want to be on the front lines where the battle is raging. We're not trying to make a, a memorial or a museum to the battles of the past. But we are wanting to be on the front lines in the battles of the present as well. So there you have it. These and many more things we will be addressing, Lord willing, as God grants us the time and the ability. Please pray for us that God would cause us to persevere in the faith and that he would grant unto us repentance in our Lord Jesus Christ and the ability and power to proclaim the kingdom of Christ and to grant us success to build and advance his church here in Canby, Indiana, and that he would make our ways prosperous according to his will and that we would be content in his providence. Until next time, may the Lord grant you peace and pardon in the name of the Father, faith and repentance in the name of the Son, and peace and pardon in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing Firm is a podcast production of Holy Trinity Reformed Church in Canby, Indiana. For more information about this podcast or Holy Trinity Reformed Church, visit us online at reformedholytrinity.org.